Now, as promised, I'll be talking to Devin Moonsami. Now, he will be talking uh, following a successful launch of his latest book. Devin Moonsami will be looking at key issues within the workplace that can affect your mental health and uh, how to effectively overcome these and create a happier work environment. So we have Devin on the line here. Good morning. A very good morning to you and morning to the listeners as well. It's so lovely to chat with you. Now, uh, you're going to be talking about uh, dealing with a colleague who gaslights you and how that can be challenging and how to address it. Uh, can you tell us more about yes. that? <laughs> well, gaslighting is um, is a phrase that, that's been coined um, in the last few years. And what it basically refers to is somebody who, um, who manipulates a, a particular situation mm. or an engagement. So if you're having a conversation with someone and during that conversation, the conversation turns into a manipulative one, but they use a level of psychology to be able to to to, to yes. manipulate the situation, and thus um, gaslighting the other individual into thinking that they are the ones in the wrong. So this can be quite a, a, a common occurrence in yes. corporate spaces as well as even in families. Absolutely, I feel as a teacher, I've definitely experienced that one way or another mm-hmm. with colleagues. And so, but how, what would you do in that situation? What would you recommend if you are in a gaslighting situation? What do you do? Now, remember, um, it's not very easy to recognize when mm. one is being gaslit because that's the whole purpose, that's the whole point that's of true. The, the gaslighter to to cast a shadow of doubt so that you self-doubting and you're feeling like I'm the problem, mm. I'm the reason why me the truth or I'm the reason why they invited me to the staff party because of how I react. So the recognition aspect is very important. Once we recognize that there is a particular um, breakdown in in my relationship here and I'm feeling Mm. um, like I have been gaslit, um, then I've got to dissect and and, and just sit with that thought for a little bit in terms of of how it made me feel and and, and how I reacted in that moment. And, and, and how do I prevent this from happening in the future? Now, the recognition aspect is the most crucial because some people can be very, very skilled at, at, at masking the way in which they get yes. light. So, um, and, and sometimes we may even want to bounce this off somebody else in terms of how they viewed the situation. Indeed. And uh, now you say something about maintaining self-awareness, right? You need to be able to trust your your instincts and your feelings. Now, uh, what do you do? You know, you, you have to trust your instincts. And if you think you're being gaslit, what do you do then in that situation? Mm. So instinctively, we'll know when the situation is, is a little bit uncomfortable. Mm. So if we're sitting in a meeting, as an example, and I feel um, um, out of sorts, and whatever's being said in that meeting um, contradicts how uh, I behaved actually in my yes. own mind or what my thought projections were when I made that particular decision. That's a key indication and a, and a sign. Mm. So self-awareness is absolutely paramount. You see, self, self-awareness in relation to conflict management, in relation to gaslighting, or even the way in which we manage interpersonal intrapersonal relationships is very yes. important. And self-awareness um, activities or, or exercises should be engaged in every day. Mm. And when I say self-awareness, activity should be engaged in or embraced. I'm talking about self-talk. Pay attention to what we tell ourselves in different environments and situations. So that is that intuition and the self-talk that will guide us in terms of how I'm feeling and reacting to the situation at the moment. Mm. Sometimes people react quite emotionally, and that is a result of negative self-talk as well. Um, uh, and, And emotional reactions and outbursts 
as ideally not what we should be doing in a gaslighting situation yes. or in a conflict environment. We've got to be very rational. And that rational thought process is fueled mm. by self-talk. Self-talk in turn creates self-awareness. Absolutely. I feel like you need to take that step back and just take a moment to breathe uh, before you react. Because uh, I feel like emotionally, if you're being gaslit, your first instinct is to want to fight back. Um, and taking, mm. having that self-awareness to just take a step back and breathe. Mm, absolutely. And then sort of go yeah, back into it. Mm. And for some people, it's easier to do than others. Absolutely. And I'm going to say this because it takes a lot of practice to get mm. to that level. So we can use friends and family members and, and social gatherings to be able to practice. Every time somebody triggers us, every time somebody says something that goes against the fiber of who I am or yes. my brain or I'm feeling like I'm being gaslit that's a great training ground but don't yes. ignore the feeling embrace being a little bit angry in that moment Absolutely. embrace feeling a little bit rejected yes mm. and once we dwell in the sadness and the anger and the disparity of what's happened in that moment we can then reconcile our feelings and try then to assess how I'm going to behave the next time. Yes. So people who are like turtles and ignore it constantly and mm. are so afraid of conflicting or confronting the situation, you rob, you rob yourself of, of, of learning how yes. to deal with these experiences the next time it happens. Exactly. So I'm going to say that self-talk needs to fuel self-awareness in that you step into the zone of rational thinking. Yes. And once you're in the zone of rational thinking, you can then handle gaslighting a little bit better. No, I definitely agree with that. Now, if you have to deal with a colleague in a work environment that has gaslit you, you've recognized this. Um, what do you mm. do? What are the steps that you take in order to deal with this in the workplace then? Mm. Remember, some everybody has a different personality in mm. the workplace. And we also govern by policies and procedures. So uh, we have a set of prescribed rules. Yes. The code of conduct will call for a particular behavior. So I don't want listeners now rushing out and, and confronting people in the parking lot yes. about what, you know, how you get with me, because that's yeah. not the right way to do it. Definitely um, not. Now you know, yeah, yeah, we've got to take a more um, uh, approach that's aligned to the code of conduct mm. and aligned to what the policy and the framework say. So if the person is exceptionally sharky, and, you know, there's different personality profiles. Sometimes you get a sharp person <laughs> who's, who's just going to, you know, obliterate and, yes. and slice and dice me. And a shark wins always with a turtle, you know, when somebody Absolutely. is avoiding conflict or, or somebody doesn't want to speak up. And, and they, unfortunately, those people tend to be gaslit quite frequently, you know. Like, mm. like Mary, I told you to do those reports. You know, you, you, you're always not paying attention. And Mary's sitting there going, but I never heard you say any such thing. Yeah. And doubting herself. You know, and, and if Mary decides that she can't confront the shark because it's just too powerful, Mary then needs to seek the guidance of a supervisor or a mm. manager or an HR um, counselor or an HR practitioner in the business. And remember, all those conversations are confidential. Yeah. And one is able to say that I have a colleague and you know, I don't dislike this colleague, but I just want to have a congruent working relationship with this colleague. Mm. And when you sit in that counseling session, they'll be able to empower you with tools because every business is different, you know. Mm. So one size doesn't fit all. So the HR department is familiar with the organization. They'll be able to tell you, look, Mary, this is how you're going to deal with the situation. Mm. Chat to the colleague and so forth. When we really have to escalate it is when, is, is when, it's, when there can't be a resolution. And you're feeling so uncomfortable that you've got a knot in your stomach before you get to work. Yes. I mean, that's not how it should be. Yeah. You, know, you, you can't walk into your place of work going, oh, goodness, I don't really want to be here today. Yes. What are people going to, you know, how am I going to feel? So that's the wrong. And then you're just going to be looking for another job. And I say to listeners, 
it's easier to fix the situation in your in your current space than finding a whole new space. Absolutely. Um, yeah, and and also when we jump ship in that way, remember we're not teaching ourselves anything about the management of of engagement. Indeed. Um, and moving forward. Yeah. Exactly. So even if you go into a new working environment, you're not exactly necessarily going to know how to deal with it in a new environment. No. Rather than sticking no. and, and then, trying to, you know, deal with it. Yes. Yeah. And then also you have the tools at the new environment. Exactly. Because I can almost guarantee you, if you're not being gaslit at work or not having conflict, uh, conflict in the work, you're probably going to be having it in the in a home environment with a neighbor over a hanging tree or, or whatever yes. the case is. So this is something that's intrinsically connected to our lives. Mm. We have to we have to have uh, you know engagements or, or dialogue, uncomfortable ones yes. all the time, I, even in traffic sometimes, or even at the supermarket sometimes yes. with a cashier as an example. So uh, when we when we when we shy away from it and when we don't necessarily want to confront it and deal with mm. it rationally, then unfortunately we're missing opportunities. Absolutely, and uh, I see you mention here mm. that you should confront calmly use I statements mm. to express how their actions make you feel, um, you know, and not mm. in that emotion, not when you're emotional, but, you know, taking that step back, calming down and then going to them and speaking to them and saying, listen, mm. and this is how I feel. What this requires, yes, and what this requires is for you to measure the stakes. Mm. So if the stakes are very high, yes. um, you know, some conflicts, are, you know, you know, the person on the street or the person in a supermarket doesn't really care if you, greeted them or if you manage mm. to, you know, conflict. Because the stakes are not that high. You're probably never going to see that person again. Yes. Remember, with your colleague, you're going to engage with that person almost daily. Exactly. So the stakes are pretty high. It can become quite uncomfortable mm. if you're not going to approach it calmly and, 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 and point out um, how this made you feel because, um, you, you know, the stakes are pretty high. As exactly. I so when you, when you measure it, it's your job, it's your livelihood, your income. You've got to be able to preserve that. And you've Absolutely. got to be able to assess how you're reacting. Definitely, definitely. And uh, I also see you say here about documenting the behavior. You know, having a, a, a paper trail almost or record the instances mm-hmm. uh, of gaslighting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyone on a leadership development journey should be able to document how they're behaving in, in any different space. You know, this is like journaling. This is getting to know the most powerful person that exists. Mm. And the most powerful person that exists is yourself, actually. Absolutely. So when you understand yourself immensely and you have a firm, deeper understanding of your skill sets and your limitations and your trigger points, yes. this positions you very, very powerfully to deal with any conflict or any debt issue or any sort of situation mm. that arises. I feel that that journaling and writing down and taking little notes in terms of our successes, our highs, our lows, about how our leadership journey unfolds is a great reference tool. You know, yes. we read a lot of self-help uh, techniques and books about somebody else's life. Mm. It may not necessarily work for you because nobody lives your life. Exactly. For 8 billion people in the world, there are 8 billion different lives. So what we then do is we try and assess our own situation and our own life. And by reflecting and journaling on my journey, I become so much more aware yes. in terms of my leadership compass. And once I know firmly what my leadership style is and how I'd like to improve, then I, you know, and I've got reference points too mm. to have to check back on, then I'm on the right track. 
Absolutely. And you can find those ways to deal with it, you know, by meditating, exercising, hobbies. You know, if you have those feelings and you're stuck with those feelings and you've written them down, you've recognized them, you can find ways to cope mm. with those things. Oh, yeah, and yeah. it's very small things. You know, even, yeah. even something as horrible as, as being in, in a bad financial situation. You yes. know, one cannot imagine what that must be like for for And, and uh, even that situation, we can sometimes analyze, we can sit down calmly yes. and reflect and, and find a better job or, or put my CV out there. You know, try and rehabilitate the situation mm. or speak to the creditor and, and, and explain to them that I just don't have the money this month. And unfortunately, I'm, I'm going to have to work on a payment plan. Absolutely. You see, a lot of people just avoid those situations. Yes, avoidance. And, and I'm not reflecting. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and, and it gets us nowhere. Uh, you know, and, and even those call center agents who are phoning you for the money, I also mm. can't on it. They're saying, well, you brought yourself into this position. Oh, yes. well, no, I lost my job, and that's how I got into this situation. <laughs> yeah. I, didn't, I didn't really want to get there on my own. You know, so people are, are manipulating all over the shore to Indeed. try and create a psychological reaction from others. And I don't think it's right. Absolutely not. No. No, I think as a, as a teacher, I've yeah. totally been in a similar situation. So this is very, uh, very beneficial talk for me, and uh, I'm really enjoying the conversation. Thank you so much for <laughs> uh, chatting to us today about this. Yeah, wow. I feel so Thank informed you. now. If you want to talk about it again, yeah, if you want to talk about it again, I love talking about these types of things. I will give you another call. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much. The more we talk about it, the more we break the barrier. Exactly. And that's Thank the most you. important thing. Okay. And I think you should definitely uh, talk to a couple of schools. Go talk to the teachers as well. You know, this is something that's, you know, important uh, yeah, to talk mm. about. Thank you so much. Have a lovely uh, afternoon. Thank you. Yeah. Here we go. Thank you so much. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Bye. Bye.